right. I just lost my page. Life expands or shrinks according to our courage. Yeah. Believe in you. Life expands or shrinks according to our courage. And I can't find it right now. But we're, again, hi, we end the book, Leader Shifts by John C. Maxwell, the number one leadership and management coach in the world. And I'm coming to you from Jacksonville, Florida. My name is Brave L. Dodd. And today we're talking about what life expand, what makes life expand or shrink. Life expands or shrinks in proportion to our courage. It says when leaders fail to make necessary changes or shifts because of fear or uncertainty, it only increases their fear, which results in frustration. In other words, in order to get ahead, it takes courage, and there will be some uncertainty. As a matter of fact, he said, the greater the inaction, that's the inaction of the leader, the more opportunities they lose because opportunities are always surrounded by uncertainty. Being in the comfort zone or out of the comfort zone and in areas where things aren't straight black and white, that's where the growth is. That's where you want to be. And what does it take? It takes courage. But I got a note for you. You know, you talk about fear. What is fear? Well, they say uh, false evidence appearing real. But what is it? If you really start to think about it, it's really something that we make up in our minds. It's not something that's actually there. It's something that we we create within our minds. I'm looking for that page, but I guess I still can't find it. Anyways, but it's it's something that we create. If you were to approach things in this manner, if we believe that there is a God, and I do, and that God is in control, there's one other thing I was looking for, that, that God is in control then really it says in the Bible, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And if that's true, then that means every step we make, he's in charge. Think about it. Think you're frustrated. You think there's nowhere else to go. You feel totally at wit's end. I know I've been there. I told the story the other day. The time when I, I, uh, um, someone was insubordinate to me, and instead of the boss who said, once he does it again, I will, you know, I'll take care of it. Uh, he took care of it, all right. He, he promoted the guy. But see, sometimes we get prideful because of the work we do, and we, we almost get to a point where we feel that we don't have to depend, depend on God, we can depend on ourselves. That is when God comes in and kind of shakes you up a little bit to let you realize 
that he's in control, not you. So if you're to that point where you thought you were in charge and then you felt like you lost control, I urge you to cry out, God help me. Because see, probably what happened is what happened to me is that you thought that you were in charge and when you thought you lost control and there was nothing else, no one else to turn to, nothing else you could do, then you cried out like I did. God, if anyone's going to fix this, it's got to be you. I've done everything I can. You see, God wants us to realize that he's in charge and not us. And when we get that out of proportion, he comes back and lets us know, remember, I'm in charge. That's why it's important to give him the glory and not to take the glory for yourself. Anything that I have was given by him. Anything that I will have will be given by him. But he only gives us things to to utilize, to help others, to bring them forward. Nothing I have is mine. I give it all to you. That's why I'm here every night. I could be like everyone else, sitting in front of the TV, watching Monday Night Football. No. You're too important. You mean too much. I've been given too much to to let it go, to not share it with you. You see, fear is not real. Courage is. And to be courageous enough to allow God to work in your life and to realize that when things happen, here's what happened. When I lost my job back in, I don't know, 2017 or 16, 16 or 17, I I had already had that experience where God knocked me down to prove that he's in charge and that once I called out for him, he, made, he changed the situation to help me. But that was just a reminder that you're not in charge, he is. So I, I keep that in the forefront. And if you keep that in the forefront when things happen, you start looking from a heavenly point and not from a material, earthly point of view. You see, we're spiritual beings gifted with an intellect and we live in a physical body. So if we live on that spiritual plane, then everything that happens, knowing that God's in charge, we can have a self-talk, not a self-talk, a God-talk conversation with him about what's going on. And we can we can move forward with anticipation instead of apprehension. Case in point, I knew that I was a little complacent where I was. I wasn't making the move. God made the move for me. I lost my job. New people came in, in charge. They cut 10 people. I was one of them. What was my reaction? Was it, oh, woe is me? This is it? No. With the anticipation, knowing that God is in control, you just have this feeling inside that he's got something better for you. And if you move forward with anticipation instead of apprehension, 
in full faith, he will never leave you nor forsake you, then you can boldly, that is the courage, move forward with no worry, no fear, but just with our eyes wide open, waiting, well, actually in working for the next opportunity that he's putting in front of you. And when it comes, which it did with me, you know it because he's there. So I say to you, if you're at that point, you're frustrated, you think this is it, there's nowhere else to go. No, no. Look up and pray hard. Remember who's in charge. Get over yourself. Lose the ego. Open your eyes and be aware of what's around you. God is providing opportunities for you. It's on his timetable, not yours. And when you know that and walk boldly forward with anticipation, anticipation, then you're healthier and you're excited about what's going to happen as opposed to apprehensive and nervous that nothing is going to come to fruition. That's not what God wants. You see, it's with anticipation and knowledge that he is in charge and that you're a child of his and he's not, he didn't leave you, he's with you. It's when you receive the blessing and then that becomes your testimony to others to have them so that you can help them build their faith. And then you can build your self-talk in a positive way and not in a negative way. Woe is me. How come this always happens to me? Negative self-talk, no good for you. Positive self-talk, God's in control. I'm excited about what he's doing with my life. I'm not quite sure what it is, but it is. I am excited. Where am I going next? And there'd be a volunteer opportunity. It may be a chance meeting with someone you knew from your past or someone that you met in passing at a bus stop or something. Or at a meeting, someone caught an eye and it's just an opportunity around the corner that you didn't, had not anticipated. And there it is. Right when you least expected. Was it... A lucky coincidence, or was it a divine intervention? That's what you've got to decide. So, courageously, uh, there was a note here that I wanted to read from. Uh, it talked about, uh, let's see, from the book, The Catalyst Leader. He said he quoted my friend Andy Stanley, a wonderful leader who founded North Point Church. He said Andy was speaking to a catalyst leadership, uh, catalyst leaders, which is, you know, them, the church catalyst, catalyst leaders. And he said these words, many, many great things have begun with a single act of courage. Throughout history and today, a person steps out and makes one courageous decision and that one domino starts many other dominoes falling. We have to step out and take the first step, and we may never know the ripple effect of that one courageous decision. Catalyst leaders, your decision to do something courageously may result in something greater 
than you ever imagined. Step out. So let's think for a minute. Here I am on Facebook. And I've had some mentors and they showed me how to create what we call a bumper sticker. And I created a meme. That one decision, the courage to put it out there. Do you know how many people that thing has reached since June? It's closing in quickly and it'll be in the next week. It will reach over 50,000 people. 50,000 people. Back two years ago, would I ever have thought that something I put on the internet would reach that many people? Not in a lifetime. But I boldly went the route that I I was uh, that was given to me, and I put it out there. Now it's going to reach 50,000 people. You know what's really exciting? More exciting than that is the responses I get to the other memes that I put out there that give me the faith and courage to keep going because they, they give such a strong message that it, it motivates me. You motivate me. Listen to some of the things that when I'm looking to invite you to my site that I see on your, on your front of your page. Listen to this. Be so positive that negative people don't want to be anywhere near you. Wow! There are people like that that are even more, that have greater knowledge or phrases than I do. How about this one? Without God, I'm nothing. I believe that he has a better and bigger plans for me. If I trust him with all my heart, do you trust him? Do you see the courage in that? Boldly moving forward, trusting. Just like I had mentioned before, he will never leave you or forsake you. Boldly going forward. Here's one from someone. My story isn't over yet. Yeah, there's no quitting that phrase. And this one, I I even saw in the the movie Hitch that uh, Will Smith said, he said, Life isn't measured by the breaths we take. It's measured by the moments that take our breath away. Isn't that great? Let's see here. A few others. As long as you are worried about the others, uh, what others about what others think about you, you are owned by them. Isn't that great? If you're worried about what others are thinking about you, you're owned by them. They're probably not even thinking about you, but you allowing them to hold you captive. Isn't that wild? Woohoo. I can't even read my own handwriting yet. Be something in all things. Okay, forget that. Give thanks one life. Live it well. How about that? How about, listen to this. This is great. I forgot who said this, but uh, this is, this is, this is good. You, you'll love this. 
If you quit now, you'll end up right back where you first began. And when you began, you were desperate to be where you are right now. So keep going. <laughs> so keep going. How about this? This is a quick line. Starve your distractions. Starve your distractions. Isn't that great? Nothing worth having comes easy. And then they had uh, Philippians 4.15. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How bold are those statements? What does that tell you? There's more people like you out there. And we need to come together on my webpage here. And let's build a community where we can share these notes. So I don't have to share them. You can share them between each other. Well, I say a, a uh, tide rises all ships. A rising tide rises all ships. Well, we can raise each other. You know, one of the things it talked about um, in, um, where was I reading? I read something that talked about how we get ahead. And you can't get ahead alone. You've got to have a positive group around you. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. That's why I'm here. Be part of that positive group. But that's our lesson today is to be courageous. Let's get back here. Move forward courageously in the midst of uncertainty. Yes, there will be uncertainty. But why not take that step today? Just take that one little step, something that they didn't expect you to do. Swim up the stream. Everyone's going downstream. Swim up the stream for a little bit. You'd be surprised how your life changes for the better. Betty Bender, former president of Librarian Administration and Management Association, said, anything I've ever done that ultimately was worthwhile initially scared me to death when faced with uncertainty as leaders we need to move forward courageously in other words when you feel like you're losing control as you're moving forward get excited because that means you're growing <laughs> and i'm here every night to to, to cheer you on so you're not alone. You know, one of the things we were talking about in church, he said, what do these men have, need? The biggest thing, men, particularly, I think women got this down a little bit more, but us men, when you feel like you're beaten down, that's not the time to, to curl up in a ball. It's time to get out among others like myself. It's giving you a positive word so you don't quit. You don't hang up your hat too soon. You're right around the corner from victory. But yet, you don't know it. But if you, if you isolate yourself, it's just like the wolf after the sheep. He doesn't go after the herd. He looks for the one that's wandered off. And he attacks that one. Same thing with us. The devil doesn't look for the ones who are dialed in. They look for the ones that are off to the side that are, are wandering, that's the one he wants. Don't wander. Stay here. Come back each night. I'm going to be here. My mentors won't give up on me. I'm not going to give up on you. 
I've said that. I mean it. So we're here to live into our passion, transformation. Have you created your dream board yet? I'm dying to see some of the places that you want to go. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put that on my site. What's on your dream board? What are you envisioning every day? I was listening to uh, uh, Canfield. What's his first name? Jack Canfield, I think. He was telling the story about vision and how a lady who had fallen and hurt herself and got hit in the brain and had massive brain trauma was told she would never walk. She began visualizing daily of her walking. Then she finally started to walk, gets in a car accident, hits her head, and traumatizes her brain again, being told she would not walk. She was determined that she was going to walk down the aisle for her wedding. So she began her process again, visualizing herself walking. You see, you don't realize the power of the higher faculties that you have. Visualize yourself making it to that next level, being in your boss's seat, and how you would handle things. That is the first step. Nothing happens once. Everything happens twice. This glass was first thought in someone's mind before it was transformed into its physical form. Same thing with anything you want. It's first thought of in your mind. And if you can think it, you can do it and you can have it. But there's only one thing between you and the transformation. And that's your belief. You increase your belief. I believe in you, but not me that has to make the decision. You have to bring your belief to the level where you finally get to a point where you believe. So this it's a process. And I talk about that all the time. We talked about affirmations initially to help repeated phrases to help change our conditioning of our subconscious mind and then setting goals to create that anticipation and that urgency in what we're trying to achieve. And then the dream board, which really pulls us in. Yes. And then understanding, getting a full understanding of how our subconscious and conscious mind work together. And then, wow, the power of our higher faculties, all six of them, and learning how to use them effectively. Right now we were talking about imagination. Jack Kinfield was talking about the imagination. This lady imagined herself walking daily. The, the brain, the mind is a tremendous source. It is a, a something, a mystery that we still cannot fully understand and don't know if we ever will. But yes, yes, you can. You can do it. You can do anything that you put your mind to. So I'm here, and I'll be putting some good positive notes out there for you 
to help you in your stride to build to build your dream and to live into your passion so you can make an impact on the world. Thank you, and you have a good evening.